0: This is Let's Talk Money, a podcast about the intimate details of money and the connections we have to it. In this episode, Mayra speaks with Danielle Harrison about her finances. Mayra is a mother who was hit by a car last year. It has been challenging for her to keep working and support her daughter ever since. She is working to get her money in order, and Danielle is here to help.
1: Naira, it's great to finally get to talk to you um, by phone here. We've had a lot of um, email correspondence back and forth, um, and I'm excited to, to finally talk in person and um, get to know a little more about your story and see if there's any way that I can help you out with anything. So first off, um, Naira, I have a little background, um, but can you give me a little more information on... Um, kind of what you'd want to get out of our discussion today, Uh, maybe some of your uh, short-term and your long-term goals financially?
0: Oh, well, I guess, I don't know if it would be a, I think one of the long-term goals for me would be to be, I guess, more cautious with my money, the way I spend it, and even though I I don't know if many people believe that saving is actually a thing, saving my money as well for emergencies. Um, And I also have a daughter, so I would say that saving up for her is also important, too, because she's three and you never know what can happen with right now what's going on as well, you know, something I I want to set aside, you know, set, uh, you know, money for her on the side as well.
1: Yeah, so if anything hits, I think uh, right now we are finding out that anything can happen and that can throw a wrench into anyone's plans and so really being prepared for the future. Um, can make a lot of difference. So, um, And I have to, first off, congratulate you for um, thinking about this at such a young age. you Are you 21, is that right?
0: I'm 21, but I'm a mom, so because I am a mom, I don't have the young perspective that I had before.
1: Well, still, I congratulate you because a lot of people um, don't start thinking about these things even up until their 40s. So um, getting started at such a, a young age um, I commend you
0: on that. And for me, it's a little um, different. Oh, sorry, uh, for oh, me, it's a little no. Nope, uh-huh, as well, because um, I'm mainly the I'm mainly you know my full support and her full support. I do have my parents' support, but at the end of the day, it's more on me for my future and for her as well.
1: And so we at right now. Um, you live in uh, California, correct? Yes.
0: Yeah, yes, I live in California.
1: And and currently um, living with um, parents, is that right?
0: Yes, with my parents.
1: All right, and then going to um, school full-time, working on your associate's degree, is that right?
0: Yes, because I want to transfer back to Dominguez for my bachelor's in computer science. I fell on on academic probation um, around 2017. But uh, I fell on academic probation because I had a car accident. So I was around eight months in bed rest because oh, wow. I was medically not okay. Um, and my parents were the ones who took care of my daughter while I was trying to, you know, get full recovery. Was,
1: yeah, that's uh, one of those other things that you just don't know what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm glad you're doing better and um, able to return to school. And um, are you doing those classes online now?
0: Uh, yeah, right now I'm a online student. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: a couple of things that I was going to uh, kind of go over with you. Um, you mentioned that at one point um, you were working uh, more hours at, I believe that was Walmart, correct?
0: Uh, that was in that time too that I had got ran over. Um, uh, I started Walmart um, when it had opened. It opened February 15, 2017. I was there until April. On April 15, 2017, I got ran over. And that time when I got ran over, I was on bed rest until September of uh, 2018. Then around January of 2018, I decided to go back because I was like, uh, I want to get my job back and I want to see if I can do it now, even though I still have headaches and you know uh, this and that. I went back. Um, but my mindset was still not healed enough, so I had resigned, um, I resigned uh, around September of that year as well, and that is when uh, I had felt on academic probation, and I also had left my full-time job, so um, after that, that's when I went, that, that's when I started, um, you know, for my associate's degree, and in that time, I didn't have that full-time job anymore because in that time when I had um, been at Walmart, I was at Dominguez Hills. So because of the fact that at some point my brain couldn't handle it anymore, I resigned. And then after I resigned, that's when I had fallen academic probation. Like when I started, you know, fa- uh, falling, how do you say it? I started you know, not paying attention to my classes. So that was, uh, you know, the outcome of my accident. And that's when I decided to start over again and you know, to my associates, and I started working part-time at El Boyer Local.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, I think you had mentioned um, in some of our correspondence that um, during that time when you did have the, the full-time position with Walmart, um, even though you were making a little more then, you didn't feel as if um, maybe you were handling that additional um, money correctly. Is that right? Uh, and then the... Yeah the car accident kind of just um, set things off that kind of get things out of control a little.
0: It was a really bad thing for me because like I told you as well, I didn't file taxes for two years, even though it's, you know, uh, it, it was something really, really, really difficult for me because my mindset didn't even have, didn't, didn't even plan to file taxes in those two years because I was really, you know, overwhelmed or, focus more on Luna and focus more on going to school than actually, you know, doing that simple thing that was filing taxes. So right now in the pandemic, I didn't qualify or I wasn't, I'm not sure how that would have worked, but they had said that if I had filed taxes, my information would have been with IRS and I probably would have qualified for the stimulus help because I have a daughter.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something that we'll touch on um, a little later in some of the suggestions. So yeah. Um, kind of going into some of the the numbers in your situation, um, before this call, we kind of discussed having um, kind of where you were on your income and your expenses. And I was going to pull that up here. Um, so it looks like uh, from work, um, you get about um, 8700 or so annually. Um, you do get some child support, about $200 a month for Luna. Um, And then also receive some government benefits through uh, CowWorks, which is about $7,800 a year. Is that right? Yes. And then on the expense side, um, you've got rent that you're paying um, to your parents. Is that correct? Yes,
0: I give them $200. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Some daycare to your mom when she uh, helps out on the um, weekends with Luna. Food, uh, items for Luna, transportation, which currently you're um, using the bus to get back and forth, right, to school and,
0: um, right. and to your yeah. job. Because of the pandemic, since I believe since March, I haven't wasted those $40 a month because I, I mm-hmm. you know, there's uh, social distancing. So I would say that my transportation has, those $40 that I use for transportation have, it has been, it's now nothing, you know, because I have I don't come out, so <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's a cost that I have been, I guess, reducing right now. Who knows later, but right now, it's something that I don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of those um, uh, things that has been surprising to everyone on some of the, the costs that can be cut when, you, when you're when you staying home. Um, even though, um, I don't know if the those uh, co- cost cutting outweighs the uh lack of socialization. <laughs> um and and then the last thing we had was a, a line for um some skincare at about $87 a month. So that I um, I mm-hmm. Yes. And so um looking at both your income and expenses about uh annually your income is looking like it's right under uh 19,000 from those three sources. And then your expenses are at um, $10,360. Um, so that was one thing that I was going to discuss a little um, is kind of that discrepancy between income and expenses. And that's what um, I think a lot of people start to realize um, because you don't think through um, everything that you have to spend money on. So little expenses, those types of things. Um, because. With that, if we did have that gap between your income and expenses, we would have a lot of room um, to fund some of your goals. I know one of your um, shorter term goals was to be able to purchase uh, a used vehicle for you and Luna to be able to get around a little more easily, um, as well as increasing your emergency fund for the that's, two of you.
0: Um, that's something that I wanna, um, you know. Um, accomplish before this year mm-hmm. because that's something that I've been wanting yeah. to do year after year and I don't do it and that makes me feel you know like really irresponsible um, or how would you say uh you know like if I didn't you know uh complete my goal um but another thing that my parents have told me and I'm fully aware of is that I have to have money for the insurance you know have money for the things that have with having a car um I wouldn't want to have a car and not have insurance and you know so yeah. on. even though I'm an American yeah. citizen and and I don't have to worry about that. Um, at some point I still do, you know, I don't Mm want to. Yeah. So that's something. Some of those those
1: entrances are extremely important because if you don't have them in place, um, they can really knock out the rest of your, your plan. So, um, and so one of the things that I was going to mention first off, um, is, uh, because of that discrepancy in your income and expenses, uh, which shows that you have a a good size buffer of almost $9,000 a year. One of the things that I would suggest is um, starting to track all of your expenses so that you can really figure out um, kind of the minutia of where exactly are all my funds going. And so, um, There's several different ways to do that. There's lots of different apps out now, um, or just pencil and paper if you prefer to do that. But getting a couple of months of those expenses down where you can see them, um, and then start to realize where all the funds are going. And that's where we can really, um, look at, okay, are there some things that we're spending on that we don't need to, or, um really create a savings plan that works in your benefit
0: that's true um right now i have this um very simple app that i downloaded called money manager um but that was i guess not not being really specific with the apps that i uh, you know that i do but i wasn't really sure what app actually works for me um Right now, I'm using the app just to uh, keep track of the, like you said, you know, to keep track of where my money goes. But the mm-hmm. thing I don't like about the app is that I can't, how can I, I can't, um, I can't, um, I can't put the balance that I have. And it's not going to be de- decreasing from my balance, you know, so I can't say that I have this balance. And then when I, um, when I spend, this is the remaining balance that I have. So that's the thing I don't like about the app that I can't put, that I have this balance. And when I you know, spend my money, it doesn't give me the result of the balance that I have now. So that's the thing I don't like, but
1: yeah. Um, so let's back up just a little. Um, so when you are paying for things, are you um, predominantly using a debit card, um, a checking account, are you using cash? How would you describe how you pay for your funds or pay for your items?
0: Right now, at the moment, I'm I'm doing cash. Um, I'm not using my debit card because I'm also paying off um, my. I'm also paying my my credit card. So because of the fact that I'm um, paying my credit card, I don't use my debit card because I don't want to put money in there when I'm paying off my debit card. Uh, my credit card because for my credit card I owe a thousand two hundred. So what I try and do is um, put uh, pay forty dollars every every month. So that's that's okay. where my one right now mm-hmm. I didn't mention that but that's something I'm doing right now
1: yes. and then do you um have a checking account that you have that you keep any funds in
0: uh I have a savings account but um at the moment um it's at zero balance because I'm, i I have to push myself to save money that's something that's yeah. really hard very hard because yeah. As a human being, I, you know, I get the rush to take out money because I need this or I need that. Or, or, like, or like we're talking about, um, you know, I spend money on things that I may not need.
1: Yeah, and that's something um, that I think with looking at um, your expenses a little more closely, it's kind of like, I kind of liken it to um, a diet where you start calorie counting. Once you actually start seeing it, and you put it down on paper, or um, it's right in front of you, you can't really shrug it off anymore because you realize, okay, yes, this is what I'm doing, um, and these are the these are the things that maybe I can cut out or or change with my habits. Um, changing some of those habits can be tough, um, and that's something that you can work through a little after um, figuring out. Kind of what your um, kind of your pain points are. If there are certain things that you go to at certain times, um, I know there's a lot of. Um, sometimes it's just emotional, and so um, we'll we'll spend some money when we're having a down day, or we need a little pick me up. And so, um, being able to start recognizing those habits and then linking them with something else that you can do that. Uh, is free. So um, I think that'll be a really good first step for you. um, It's just kind of breaking that down. And then um, I was going to talk a little bit about um, the filing of the taxes. So I think that um, could really help you out um, on the short term with, um, say, paying off is completely paying off your credit card. Um, so you said that for the past two years, right, you haven't filed? No,
0: no, I haven't filed taxes. Um, a lot of people would tell me to do it, but mentally I wouldn't. So that's yeah. something that didn't happen.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so there is, um, through the IRS, you have a, a three-year time frame to go back and file past taxes. And so um, I was doing a little digging and I think the county of Los Angeles actually has uh, individuals who will help you prepare those taxes. Yes. Um, and they do that for free and for anyone under uh, an income of $55,000 a year. Yes. And so um, that's something that I would try to uh, look into and get scheduled because um, in your circumstances. You have a lot of opportunity to get refunds um, through your tax return. And so, um, just a couple of the items that may um, be available to you. Um, First off, would be the stimulus check. So, that um, even though you may not get it this year, if you file in 2020, that's really when the whole um, what they're basing the stimulus checks on, um, in the long run. And so if you file in 2020, they'll use those numbers as well. Um, and you will get the refund at that time, which would be 1200 for yourself as well as 500 for Luna. And so right there is $1,700, um, that you can use, um, either looking at the car or paying down the credit card um, or really bolstering your savings account. Um, a couple of other yes. items uh, would be um, the child tax credit. So that um, is typically $2,000 per child each year. Um, so, you, And then $1,400 is refundable. And so what that, that means is even if um, you don't have a tax liability to offset and you have zero that you owe in taxes, you can get $1,400 back from the government for that. And so, there, just for um, 18 and 19 filing, um, would be $2,800 that you would get back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and then some of the other ones that maybe um, they may find for you, and this will just kind of depend more on your personal situation. The earned income tax credit, which is refundable. Um, There's a dependent care tax credit for up to 30% of the first $3,000 of dependent care. Um, And that can even be because of your mom uh, watching Luna on the weekends. You can use uh, the money that you pay for her to do that. Um, And so, right there, um, there's quite a substantial amount. And so, Hopefully, um, seeing those dollars of what um, you were owed back from the government, that'll help you to make those steps to um, take the time to get help to get those.
0: Uh, Right now, I'm just waiting um, because I go to a nonprofit organization to help me file taxes. Right now, the only thing I'm waiting for is for that um, nonprofit to open and I can go and do my taxes right away.
1: Um, and so with that, um, kind of looking at your situation, um, I've got kind of some suggestions for once you do get that refund back. Um, and that first one uh, would be to pay down or pay off that credit card. Um, I'm sure the interest rate is probably mid-teens to somewhere in the 20%. Um, and so that really, those interest payments really eat um, at building kind of your wealth. And so my first suggestion would be to take that $1,200 and completely knock out the entire credit card. From there, I would look at uh, building up your emergency savings. And there is one thing that we will have to watch, uh, watch out for. Um, When I was looking up a little more about the the CalWORKs um, government benefits that you receive, it looks like they have a limit on um, your assets or your resources that you can have. And so that's um, $2,250. Do they typically require you to send in bank statements or anything annually?
0: Um, At the moment, yes. Yes, I provide them with my bank statements. Um, They know I work and they also know I receive um, financial aid. Um, But um, even though I provide them with all of that, they don't decrease what they help me with because, you know, they know that I'm still trying to get back up, you know, and I don't. Yeah, they would only they would only uh, decrease my funds if I was working full time. That for them is already, you know, she can, you know, um, you know help herself out and she's not going to need any more, uh, government help. So yeah, the situation was different basically. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So, yeah, it looks like, um, they have an income limit of, uh, for a family of two of 1,175 a month. And so if you were to go over that, um, you could lose your benefits. Or if you showed, um, and say a bank account or somewhere else that you had yeah. over $2,250, Um, they would take that benefit away as well. And so um, we do want to try to preserve that because right now you're getting um, $7,800 a year from them. Um, And so that's just something that we have to think about when we're making these decisions um, that we don't want to um, be short-sighted and say, have you saved $2,500 and then you lose um, $7,800 a year. And so um, I do think a $2,000 or a $2,000 buffer um, could be extremely important um, as you kind of start navigating things a little more yourself as you continue through school um, and want to start to look at things like moving out on your own is to have that buffer. Um, as well as making sure that if something were to happen to Luna, that you have funds to be able to take care of, of anything that would come up. Um, and so yes. that's kind of where that would be a goal that I would have um, is to, cry, to try to create um, a one to $2,000 buffer. Um, and I would suggest um, if you do have a checking and a savings to put the savings Somewhere that is hard for you to get. Um, I've worked with other clients who they had a checking and a savings account at the same institution, and it was very easy for them to just transfer over funds. And Um, so they would they would build up that savings, and they would see it there, and it would be hard for them to not just siphon a little away from their savings. And so one thing that's really been helpful is having them. Go to, say, an online bank, um, move the funds over where there's typically a a couple um, days delay to where it and they just don't even look at it anymore. And so um, that could be something that could be really helpful. Um, And even setting up something automatic, um, either from your paycheck. I don't know if they would allow doing that, but sometimes they'll do. Um, direct distributions from your paycheck to uh, a savings account, or you can set up that um, in your checking account to do it. But kind of automating whatever you can um, to where it kind of forces the funds out and you don't see it can be extremely helpful.
0: Um, I currently bank with Chase and Chase has that option uh, that when I get, you know, when I but um, the money um, that I get from my paycheck, it I can set it up to a certain amount so I can transfer to my savings account. Um, and then they also have um, what would you call it? Um, in the savings account, they uh, they close it so I don't withdraw any money. So it's like a, a feature that yeah, but they close it, you know, but um, they give you like five, five attempts. If you uh, continue withdrawing, um, they, that's when they charge you the fee. So the fee is Uh, the fee is what, because then, uh, two years back, that's what I was doing. I had a savings account. I had over, I'm not going to lie over $2,000 on that savings account because, but because of my human impulse or because I wanted this or my daughter, uh, you know, wanted this, I would withdraw. And that's something that I'm really, really, really disappointed of because I could have had already $6,000, $7,000 on my savings account. But because Mm -hmm. of that, that impulse that I had, um, I, and now that I want to, you know, learn and save that money, that's something that I, I noticed.
1: I think that limit you're talking about is typically on a savings account. Um, you can't withdraw more than six times a month or they charge you fees, um, which is actually a a regulatory, uh, requirement for banks, um, -hmm. on savings accounts and accounts that, um, give you interest like that. And so um I think one thing would be looking at um because that was such easy access, trying to figure out um another place for those funds. And then um kind of something that keeps coming up is is that human impulse and just trying to figure out um, really where that's stemming from. And um, and we won't be able to go into that today um, because that can take a little bit of work. Um, But kind of going and looking at it in a therapeutic way of, okay, so you have a fund, you know that you're going to be better off if you save it, but you still continue to spend and really drilling down to um, what the real reason is behind that. And so um, one thing that I've been working towards is a uh, certified financial therapist designation. And that's uh, really kind of an up and coming area within financial planning Um, because it's very people kind of know what to do. You know that you need to spend less than um, what you make and save that. And, um, another thing kind of liking it to dieting, you know, that you take in more calories than you, or you take in less calories than you burn. And then, um, but it, um, it's very hard to do. And so I mean, really trying to drill down to, okay, um, why am I making these decisions?
0: I just not find the piggyback at the head. <laughs> And so
1: one thing, um, that, uh, if we were kind of working further into this would be kind of looking at what your money scripts are and, um, the things that you've learned kind of from your Mm -hmm. parents and, um, Mm -hmm. as you've grown up that, um, may cause you, um, you feel as if it's a good idea to spend it or. um, Um, So go ahead.
0: Three points that I can, you know, add to this conversation, I guess um, the first point would be, like I told you before, um, my mom, she has full support for my dad. And that's something, something completely different for me because I'm a single mother, even though I still get child support, um, you know, I don't it is my income, but I don't, I don't consider it, um, mainly what helps me. Um, the second point would be that, um, what was my second uh, Well, yeah, my first point was that, you know, she gets full support, you know, um, what would be my second point? Well, my second point is that I'm more independent. So I really, even though it's helpful to rely, um, you know, on support, I, I would, I would want at the end, I guess that's a long term goal that I have as well too you know, fully support Luna and myself without, you know, uh, I guess others at some point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. And the third point that that I had was that, um, something that I noticed when I was spending more than I had was that at the end, I would be more worried about, you know, how am I going to make ends meet or how am I going to do this? Even though I knew that I was spending too much. So that's something that I, at the end happens when, uh, uh, you know, I spend more than I have. I stay with that worry and that worry is greater than you know, it's greater than than what I what I had spent. So for me, uh being able to save is gonna uh, take that worry, that unnecessary worry that I have if if I save and I and I'm and I'm more conscious with my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it may um and I may be jumping to some conclusions um just because of our brevity that we get to talk today. Um, but some of that may stem from, uh, you wanting to be independent, um, while receiving some aid and that maybe you don't, um, there's a struggle there because you're receiving aid and maybe that is why, um, maybe you feel as if that's not warranted and that you should be able to do it on your own. And so that's why rather than kind of saving it you're you're spending it because it feels good to just kind of get it away
0: I I can agree with you on that I think because it's um a help that I'm getting and I'm getting it constantly at some point at some point I did spend more than I had right now I don't try and spend as much um (laughs) so I think my perspective is changing a little but I still have to work on saving and you know, my long, my long-term and my short-term goals as well. So I can actually yeah. complete my short-term goals in a short time. And so I can also be on track with my long-term goals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, um, I think it's very important, um, for you to kind of write down that long-term goal and go through in your mind, <clears throat> kind of envision, What your life would be like if you didn't have some of those worries. Um, because it's hard, it's really hard, even if it's a short term goal. Um, spending is shorter term, like it's that you kind of get that instant gratification. And so, really trying to envision yourself a year or three from now of, okay, how would I feel if I was able to have a couple of thousand dollars that I could um, rely on if something were to happen or um, just what if I was able to um, get through school and you know what? People do need help. They need help. You're in a situation where um, you're working hard, you're going to school, you're trying to create a good life for yourself and your child. Um, and I mean, we need help to try to get um, to a point where we can we can take care of ourselves and and do everything on our own. Um, And so, really, just focusing on you know what—it's okay that I'm getting this help right now um, because I'm helping myself as well. And so, I think that may kind of go a long way into helping um, just kind of your psyche be okay with accepting that help right now.
0: Well, I, I do accept the help, you know, but like you said, um, in the, in the future, I do want to be able to, you know, uh, you know, by my, how, how did you say, it? I can't remember what you said, but you know, in the future, be able to, you know, help myself now, you know, and mm-hmm. what that, what's that word? Uh, well, yeah, in the future when I have my degree and so, you know, to, to be stable, you know, and yeah. The help that I receive in, in, in these times helped, you know, create the person that I, I want to, you know, I guess be for my daughter in the future. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because at the end of the day, I, I want to give back to my parents. You know, that's when, that's a long-term goal because they're the people that have helped me, you know, take care of Luna, take care of her while I go to school. So uh, one of the long-term goals would be to move out from where I'm living right now. That's
1: where
0: mm-hmm. it can be considered a short term goal as well if I want to move out by myself, but there's in a way I want to be able to help my parents as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I
1: think um, you're on the right path um, you're looking for. um you're trying to take advantage of everything that you can. And I think that's kind of the mentality you have to have until, um, particularly mm-hmm. you're going through school, lots of individuals who go through school, get help from parents. And, um, a lot of them, rather than like yourself, you're not having to take out loans. A lot of them are just getting into debt right now, um, which you're not doing. And so, um, I know it may seem as if maybe you feel a little bit behind, but I think you're going to realize when you get out of school that you may be in a better position than many people um, currently um, because they will have all that debt behind them. And so if you can get yourself to a situation where um, by the time you graduate in a couple of years that you're, you're kind of, break even, you have a little money saved and, in an account, um, you're able to get a full-time job. Um, I think sometimes you just have to look at that long-term that you have a short-term, um, you're requiring a little help and it's tough because you're living with parents, but, um, I think you're going to be setting yourself up for um, success in the future.